Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks and welcome in to sports lounge live we have a lot going on today on this tuesday january 17th show number what chris 229. 229. So it is a big show today on January 17th, and we have a big agenda, which is? Yeah, we do. All right. Oh, happy Ben Franklin's birthday, if I remember correctly. Uh, anyway, from born in Boston. All the Philadelphia stuff has got to go. He, he, uh, he was born here, after all. Okay. The agenda, we're going to, of course, do our panel first. Then we'll do the uh, NFL and then we'll do baseball. We'll do a little bit of college. We wanted to do more. Both Sean and I sought the uh, AP Top 25, but we couldn't find them. So uh, we can't do them for you, but we wish we could. But we'll talk a little college anyway. And then uh, NBA. And I want to explain to you how our NBA and NHL coverage are going to work now because we had a discussion about this. And people kind of felt that they were getting tired of hearing standings from both leagues every week, uh, you know, all through January, February, March. So what we're going to do is this we're going to do like a cycle of four. So what we're going to do is this week we're going to do the full NBA standings. Next week we'll do the full NHL standings. The week after we'll look at the NBA standings, do like a highlights, you know, who's uh, fighting for playoff spots, tell you where people are in, in uh, you know, in contention, and then do the same for the NHL in the fourth week. Then in then we'll go back to the NBA standings, you know, in week five. So once a month you'll hear the full standings, but then you'll hear, you know, in between you'll hear analysis. And obviously if there's any news and notes for the NBA or the NHL, uh, we'll be sure to put them in, uh, you know, wh- whatever week it is, even though next week will be an NHL week if there's NBA notes, we'll sure have them. So the start of uh, so we're going to do the NBA and then we're going to do the NHL if there's any notes. I don't have any for that, but maybe Robert does. So one thing I wanted and, to mention, and Chris, just and before I, you just before you get go, I do. Uh oh. Oh man, here's the guitar. Okay, I think we got it. Okay, go ahead. Yep. All right, go. Ahead. All right, Perry. I I saw David's hand was up, and then of course the guitar music started. So I don't know okay, if we're able well, to get to him or not. But we will try, David, to come to you after the panel. We'll try. Okay. So uh, Naomi Osaka is pregnant. That's why she's not playing. It's not due to any of the issues she had last year with uh, you know her, her problems. It is a pregnancy, and so she's not playing. Uh, so that's the, you know the Australian Open is underway, and we'll have some information on that next week, I guess, if there is a good uh, story to tell. Trevor Story had a successful surgery for his uh, uh, wrist. So, and it's indefinite as to when he's going to come back. And they, they said not to expect him in 2023. So here we go. Uh, and that goes, uh, clear, Chris, clear back to his Colorado days. So they, they've known yeah. this injury for a long time. 
Right. And uh, so when it started to bother him, I don't know what they did. or Maybe that was his elbow. To be fair, I think that might have been his elbow uh, that was bothering him earlier because Rick and I couldn't remember. Uh, Kraft, the Crafts, Jonathan and Robert, had a meeting with Belichick, and they are, he has agreed in principle to reorganize his coaching staff. But what that actually means is total conjecture, and how we actually find out, it'll probably have to be find, found out by the reporters on the field looking at it in training camp, because sometimes he doesn't announce anything. Unless they bring in a high-profile you know, uh, profile offensive coordinator like Bill O'Brien, or now there's rumors about a, the guy in Georgia, maybe bringing him in. You know, just different rumors every day. Keeps the, keeps the uh, pot boiling on both stations. Uh, the Bruins uh, lost their first regular season game at home to the Seattle Kraken of all people, uh, but they're doing pretty good. I think we'll find next week that they're in reasonable shape. Beat the Bruins three to nothing, and that was after 23 games. And but the Bruins are still 34, five and four with 73 points. And the Celtics uh, won, have won seven in a row, and they're 33 and 12, and they're going to meet uh, Robert's Golden State Warriors on uh, Thursday night on TNT. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, other than that, that's it for my panel. So, and of course, we have a lot of football to talk about, and uh, we'll get to that, I'm sure, in a minute, some of it, with Rick Swan, our host to be named later. <laughs> what a, this, this was a weekend, boy. Why can't all weekends be like this? A full yeah. weekend of NFL playoffs and a Giants win, and it doesn't get much better than that. Um, Daniel Jones, an amazing game. I, I guess the, the first quarterback in the history of the NFL playoffs to throw for under three, over 300 yards, rush for over 70 yards, and throw two or more touchdowns. He's getting better every week, and the, the, the coaches are just doing an amazing job with him. Um, one thing the, NBA, uh, the NFL did that I don't like, it's just, it's just a, a picky thing, but this super wild card weekend, they call it. That sounds so cheesy to me. That's like Super Duper, Kingy Wizzy weekend. Oh, it's, it's, I don't like that. But Those people that named the Storms of the Weather Channel, they came up with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's probably it. But one thing they, they did real well in these playoffs, I think that, that they tell me it's been around for a while, but I never noticed it before. I noticed it big time this weekend, especially in the Giants game, is this expedited replay. They, there was, had to be five or six times in the Giants game where before anybody had to challenge or anything like that, the referees said, you know, we talked or whatever. They said we talked or whatever. But after further, you know, consulting, it was incomplete. It was complete. It was first down, whatever. That moved the game along so much, and it took the pressure off coaches whether they should challenge or they shouldn't, whether the team should rush up to the line to stop them from challenging. Um, now, I know they, you can't, I guess, well, I mean, you can. The NFL has more money than God. But the reason you don't see it in the, regular season is because it, it comes from New York and, and you know there's many games going on at a time most of the time so it, it's hard for New York to watch them and, and make decisions that quick but I guess there's no reason why the NFL well, couldn't know, assign one person to each game yes that, that's what they do in hockey and basketball it's in Secaucus and, and in Toronto Toronto and hockey and, and, baseball, and baseball and baseball, yeah, and baseball too. They, but are they trying are they putting one person on each game, or is that just a main office for all the games? I think in baseball, is an umpire on each game. Isn't there, uh, Robert, there, a former there umpire? Yeah, it's right. not, no, it's not, no, no, it's not a former umpire. It's a current... They have umpires on the field, and then they have so many umpires sitting in the replay center, so... Supervisory umpires. And I was, umpires and I was whatever, listening... Yeah. I was listening last night, and uh, Kurt Warner was saying, there's no reason this can't work during the regular season. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it makes such a difference. That's about all I got. We'll expedite this and move on to Perry. 
Well, it's winter time in the middle part of the country. We have a winter storm watch for tomorrow. Des Moines is still trying to figure out if they want to issue a winter storm warning mm-hmm. or a winter weather advisory. You know, because obviously they don't want to issue a storm warning because that'll get people all wound up and and also they they try not to do that unless they're pretty sure of it. Um, so we'll see what they wind up doing. Um, the college basketball is big in the middle part of the country. The Missouri Valley, which has Northern Iowa and Drake in it, eight teams within one game of each other in the standings. So uh, clearly that's going to come down to a good finish. And um, Iowa State, Texas tonight, that's huge. Iowa Northwestern, by the way, has been called off tomorrow. Um, Northwestern has COVID issues, so they have to try to reschedule that game. But uh, I turned the game off for a while on Saturday night, the Jaguars game, because I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, this game's pretty boring. And Des Moines just issued a winter weather advisory for us, so not a storm warning. (laughs) But I got back before the um, big comeback occurred, so that was good. (laughs) <laughs> and a good wild card weekend. A lot of competitive games. Last night's wasn't too good, and the 49ers no. wasn't too good. But everything else in between was really good. So that's what's going on here. Bill, over to you. Well, I'd like to say we had a winter advice. We kind of got cool over the weekend, but it is 79 degrees here. It's, it's okay, speak. Bill. You can tell the truth. You don't want this stuff. Right. No. <laughs> 79 degrees. I like that. I I grilled out on the grill last night and cooked some steaks. So it works, and it's nice outside, and I'll go along with that. But not much going on here, really. We came down last Thursday, got here, and just getting all things fixed up from hurricane ian and that's progressing along i wish the colts could say that they're not back in repair yet they're still looking for a coach but the pacers have lost four in a row of course their leading player halliburton is out for maybe two three four weeks who knows maybe it's all season i don't know You never know about these. They don't always tell you everything but the truth. So, Robert, you've got some news probably about your Las Vegas Raiders and what they're doing. No, Bill, I don't have any news, but I I know I don't want a 46-year-old Tom Brady. (laughs) And and I've I've made that abundantly clear. Uh, As far as uh, my panel is concerned... uh, I did not watch the Saturday games. I had uh, boxing responsibilities, so and that reminds me, for those that want to keep up with that, please join uh, me and everybody else involved in the Ringside Reporter Sunday evenings, 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, you, can, uh, you can call in and listen on the phone, 323-870-3857. Uh, and if the host comes to you, just let him know that you're listening. Uh, otherwise, you have to wait until the podcast is completed for it to appear on your smart speakers. We're on Sunday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time, so you can check that out. Uh, as far as my uh, teams are concerned, uh, the Sharks are going to have Ooh. a very long year. 
uh, just like the A's are. Um, and uh, my Warriors, um, they can't stay healthy. That's one of the reasons why they're in the spot that they're currently in. But if, uh, if everybody can get back to full health and we can quit this load management business, uh, we might be competitive. Uh, we're not going to have home court advantage this year like we've had in the past. I think we will make the playoffs. But as far as us being a threat for the title, unless we're completely healthy, that's not going to occur. When you know, as, uh, people will see in the NBA, you'll be surprised at some of the teams that are up there in the West in particular. Yeah. Yep. Well, and one, and one of the reasons, Chris, is because the Warriors haven't been healthy all year. And that, that has a lot to do with uh, why the standings are the way that they are, but other teams are improving. So, yes. John, let, let's, uh, let's go to Texas well, and find out what's happening in your neck of the woods. 83 degrees here, by the way. I just thought I'd let you know that. Why 83 degrees. So I don't know. Okay. 80, <laughs> yeah, yeah, anytime. Anytime. Glad to help. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, well, yeah, we had set the attendance record down at the Alamo Dome. Spurs did on Friday night. 68,000 people to watch them get killed by the Golden State Warriors. But they're doing this. 68,323, by the way. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't forget those 323 people. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, were Robert, they were Robert's friends. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they did this. Yeah, the 30th anniversary of the Alamo Dome. So they're going to have a lot of these different events that they had from back then. Probably you'll see some big boxing matches going on in the Alamo Dome. We might see one uh, uh, Royal Rumble for WWE, some other stuff going on to promote 30 years of the Alamo Dome. Uh, Yeah, crazy weekend, college basketball. We've got Iowa State, Texas, and people are wondering why a lot of us in the Big 12 didn't like Bob Bowlesby. Well, we're finding this out two games in a row. Poor Iowa State, I don't know what they did, but because Bob Bowlesby worked out a deal with for this Big 12 network, but it's on ESPN+. Plus, So you have to have that. So Iowa State has had two. They're having two ranked games in a row on ESPN+. Plus. Kansas, you know, they had Kansas on Saturday, which was number two and still number two, and then you got Texas, which was, you know, they're up to number seven right now, taking on an Iowa State, which I believe is number 12 or 14, something like that. I can't remember. I couldn't find all the rankings, but I know they're ranked up there. But, yeah, you got to love Bob, the outgoing commissioner, the the guy who's gone, old girl Mr. Bowlesby. you got to love what he did, and that's why I think teams were wanting to – Exit, but anyway, speaking of things that are there and are consistent, you can le- you can leave us a message seven seven three five seven two seven seven one five hit the pound key or eight hundred six nine three zero five nine five option two or sports lounge at allthingsradio dot net and I think Perry, you were about to say something, and then we'll go on to the NFL. Yeah, let's try and see if David can come in and, and talk to us without the guitar music. David, go ahead and unmute. And let's see if we can do this. Okay, I the AP good. top twenty-five. Oh. Yep, you're good now. Okay, okay. So he's got All the right, AP ready? top twenty-five. Okay, yes, we are. Okay, can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Yes. Yes, we can. Yep. No guitar music. All right. <laughs> twenty-five, Arkansas. Twenty-four, Florida Atlantic. Twenty-three, Rutgers. Twenty-two, Providence. Twenty-one, Baylor. Twenty, Marquette. Nineteen, Clemson. Eighteen, Charleston. Seventeen, Miami, Florida. 16, Auburn, 15, Yukon, 14, TCU, 13, Kansas State, 12, Iowa State, 11, Arizona, 10, Virginia, 9, Tennessee, 8, Xavier, 7, Texas, 6, Gonzaga, 5, my UCLA Bruins, 
four, Alabama, three, Purdue, two, Kansas, and number one, Houston. Good. All right. Thank you. Top four stayed the same. And, and, you know, that game that Sean mentioned, that's 7 and 12 tonight. There's no reason that's not on TV. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. They've really got to build in more in, in any, you know, the NFL is working on it and uh, all the leagues need to build in more flexibility they, to their schedule. They could put, they could push, they could push the Australian open back two hours and put that Iowa state, Texas game in that slot. Yeah. But anyway, let's get on to, and speaking of NFL, all right. there we go. All right. The NFL. All right. So it started Saturday afternoon with San Francisco beating Seattle 41 to 23. Seattle had 17-16 at halftime. They really gave them a, a battle. You know, one thing you saw in, in some of these games, the, the the divisional foes really stood up. You know, they're used to each other. And, you know, oh, yeah. we play the 49ers, you know, twice a year. We know about these guys. And, you know, it doesn't mean that, that you have the have the talent the other team does, but the, they really gave – we saw this later in, in some of these other games. With Brock Purdy, about I think it was about 330 yards. Threw three touchdowns, ran one in. He's the youngest ever uh, to throw two and rush one touchdown. Twenty-three years and eighteen days you know, ever in the playoffs. So, uh, and you know, I heard a silly rumor this morning on BZ. Uh, you know, they don't know anything about sports, but they were talking about you know Brady has played his last game with Tampa Bay probably, and and one of the rumors he's going is perhaps San Francisco. They they, they got quarterbacks coming out of their ears. What are yeah, they, they do. Yeah, what are they people no. talking about? This is ridiculous. I've actually heard that too, and uh, and along with, and of course, the of course the Raiders. But the other one I'm hearing is maybe to Miami, depending on yeah. who. Yes, yep. that that makes sense because you know they wanted them a couple of years ago, and also with Tua's questionable uh, health situation, you don't know. And you know, it, there are the thing with the Raiders is they, you know, you just look at the record, six and eleven. They got a lot of work to do all over the team. And whereas Miami is a little more prepared, they've, they've got a pretty good defense. Yeah. Their offense, they've got, you know, if, wouldn't he like to throw if, if, if anybody thinks he's still capable of it? And if he does, right. if he doesn't retire, uh, and as you know, much money as, and and as much money as Tom has, Chris, this probably doesn't make much difference. But his kids, I believe Giselle and the kids do live there. So that would be. Well, it might make a difference. In Miami, yeah. It yeah. might make a difference in the custody squabbles that you, you know, yeah. if you're in yeah. Las Vegas, you can't exactly watch your kids in Miami. So, that's you true. know, that's. No. And it's, no place for kids to grow up in Las Vegas. And I, but I, don't want to, I don't want him in Las Vegas. But, you know, the thing with him going to San Francisco, a part of this, I think, is that NFL attitude, and I think Brady went through this for the first couple of years here, is that the NFL, you, you still hear all kinds of analysts saying, Purdy looks real good, but it's not like they expect him to fall apart because they couldn't possibly yeah. be wrong to make it not pick him until the seventh right. round. Oh, it's yeah. the whole Flutie thing. Yeah. That's what yeah. So, Rick, All through Flutie's career, we many, heard this. Uh, Rick, I don't know how many times I'm going to repeat this, but since I, since I live in Northern California, I hear every week about how Kyle Shanahan says, I have found my quarterback. He's going to compete next year with Trey Lance for the starting yeah. job. We don't want another quarterback oh. here, period. Yeah, you know? right. Well, uh, these two teams here, the next game, have quarterbacks. That's not the issue. The issue is, I don't know, Chargers being the Chargers. Jacksonville went behind 27 to nothing and they ended up winning at 31-30, the third biggest playoff comeback ever. 
Uh, I, I think they were, you know, they said it was 20, uh, Buffalo and Houston was the, the biggest one. I guess yeah, Pittsburgh thanks. and Cleveland was second. And yep. uh, the first team to lose with a five-plus turnover margin are the Chargers. <laughs> and uh, that's, yeah. that's amazing. I mean, I I know. to the beginning of the game, I missed the whole, like, second and third quarter. But then I was asking Miss A for scores. So I was listening to something else. I said, I guess they're paying attention to this game, you know? <laughs> Yeah. You know, the, um, Perry had mentioned how he was he thought, he thought it was boring, so he kind of left it. Evidently, Al Michael and Tony Dungy kind of thought it was boring too. They're catching heck on social media for their for their broadcast here that they sounded so out. You know, especially with the winning field goal, there was no excitement at all. And yeah. some people were even saying that their only explanation is they they some people were actually thinking that maybe Al Michaels had the charges on a line because you know, he's big for, he's yeah. big for always mentioning, you know, whenever the, whenever the game, I could go over the total for the game, he'll say something. Oh, that's a, that's an interesting total. If you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you know, sometimes announcers lose a little steam. Now it was interesting the other a few weeks ago, and I don't even remember when it was. I started listening to John Murphy and now we know he's had a stroke, but I was listening to him and he just didn't sound, sound like himself. He just didn't sound like he had the energy he normally did in the Buffalo game. And so, you know, I kind of turned them off, listened to the other team or whatever. And I don't know, you know, you sometimes, as you get older, sometimes you don't have the energy. Not in this panel, we're all, you know, right up to the top. But, yeah. Anyway, speaking of Buffalo, Buffalo did beat Miami 34-31, but they played a very shaky game. I mean, I I think Miami got 18 points off of turnovers. You know, and so they kept Miami in the game. It's not like uh, they played a good game. You know, Allen had a good beginning. They got a 17 to nothing lead. Then he kind of conked out in the middle, came back a bit in the end of it. But, you know, with interceptions and a fumble and, you know, just. It's it's almost like Buffalo took this game for granted, Chris. Like, you know, Miami's going to have their third string quarterback. We can we can win this easily. And it didn't turn out that way. No. You know, Miami had. The oh, thing you about Miami had both, you know, a division, you know, it's like, it's still Miami. We're going in Buffalo. We're still going to go get them. We, we hate them. You know, let's go. Miami scored 31, 31 points on only 231 total yards of offense. Yeah. That was, and, you know, and Josh Buffalo Allen was like, like you know, 150 or something. Then, yeah. You know, I heard somebody say this week because in, in New York sometimes they you know they don't say Daniel Jones is is as good nowhere near as good as Josh Allen but they compare him because of Dayball coming from Buffalo and him developing right. Allen and somebody said this week this week at least Daniel Jones out Josh Allen Josh Allen <laughs> well we happen to be talking about that game now with the Giants beating the Vikings thirty one twenty four now this must be about the scripted offense because the Vikings came down the field bam 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 I said oh this could be a real Really long day for the Giants, and then that was it. I mean, basically, the Giants held with them the rest of the game. Yeah, the Vikings got 17 more points, but the Giants' defense was all. It was they had to come from behind the sticks to do things. They were not. Justin Jefferson got shut down, and you know, really didn't do anything after that first drive. And that was yeah, yeah. He had four or five catches in that first drive, and I think he had one catch the rest of the way. That's right. And it was, you know, and it was, it was amazing. As much as, as well as I think the Giants played, I, I had the game on TV, but I also had Bob Popper and Kyle Banks on because I wanted to hear them. And yeah. you know, they're about ten, twelve seconds, you know, apart. And I can't tell you how many times in that game I heard both announcers, you know, both announcing sets say, 
pass to, you know, insert name here, who's wide open, this guy who's wide open, this guy who's wide open. The Minnesota yeah. defense is brutal. And yeah. then the last, you know, the last offensive play of the game for Cousins, you're on a fourth and eight. He checks us down for th- three yards. I think he was going to try to pick it up on fifth down. Oh, yeah. You know, Paul Allen was disgusted. He was really. <laughs> so how can you have a play like that on fourth down? They played it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Jim Rome was, uh, I, EEI had Jim Rome on briefly last uh, yesterday, a, 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 uh, FM. And uh, yeah. I heard him, and he said, you know, poor, he calls a PA, you know, Paul, poor PA, you know, he was just <laughs> disgusted by that play. So, you yeah, know. I mean, on a situation like that, you've got to, I mean, it, it doesn't matter if it's intercepted, it's fourth down. You, you've got to, you, if you have to just put it up for grabs, but, just, but it's got to go away. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because you can't count on the runner being able to, you know, the receiver being able to catch it and make five yards. You know, you just don't know what no. position he's going to be. A, not a tight end like Hawkinson. You know? <laughs> right, right. Although, I, I, now, he was the next Oh, yeah, great game. Yeah. He did, after Jefferson, yeah. and then they got yeah. Hawkinson going. He really did play well. well. When you and shut Hawkins, down somebody like Jefferson. In the after. Yeah, Hawkinson had a career year too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was started off. You know, that was a good pickup for the Vikings because you know he started off with the with the Lions, and I'm sure the Lions got a pretty decent draft choice for him because they you know they didn't know they were going to be in the in the battle, and that would be the second guess of the Lions in the offseason. If we'd kept a hold of Hawkinson, maybe we would have won one of these games that we didn't win. But uh, you know. Anyway, and then yeah. the, another division battle, Cincinnati beat Baltimore 24-17. And this is one where I really think this this is all about Baltimore coming to play. I really think, you know, as opposed to the, the, the Buffalo kind of leaving Miami in the game, Baltimore really is John Harbaugh. He's a really good coach. He's he always is, getting yeah. the, the best out of his team. Tyler Huntley actually moved the team a little bit like he did last year. He used to do it a little bit last year. Didn't get too many wins, but he did move the team. This year he couldn't move them at all when he was in before. But coming off his injury, he did a lot better. We'll be talking more about the whole Jackson situation because they've got a real conundrum coming up with, with what they're going to do oh, they about do. him. I think they've got issues. But they say they're going to franchise him. They do, but the yep. thing Jim Rome said, and this is what I said on Sports Lounge last week, and Jim Rome said the same thing. When he's coming out on, on uh, the message boards and saying he's hurt, he's not going to play, and they're saying he didn't practice Tuesday, he didn't practice Wednesday, there's a disconnect. Usually with yep. Tua, for example, they said Tua's out. He's not playing. That's well, it. You know, in other words, we have a know, coordinated thing. We talked to the guy, and he's not playing, you know, kind of thing. Well, and, yeah, you know, also, and Mike Golick and, and Ryan Radke were doing the game on Westwood One, and Golick says, you know, it, it's not a concussion or anything. He said, even if he can't play, he said, wouldn't it look better if Lamar Jackson was here supporting Huntley? Yes, he should have. That's another yeah, thing. Yeah. I heard he wasn't there. Yeah. He was not, yeah, he he was not there. there. He was not there. Right. No, he wasn't. No, most and he came out yesterday. You went yesterday on his boards and said and this big long thing about you know when you love somebody and you you take care of them and they take care of you and it's reciprocal and all the stuff and it made it sound like you know if you if you show me some love and give me a contract and I you know come back and play for you and you know. well yeah. they may and and I'm not saying Terry you're wrong about being franchised but that's a step then you then right. you say okay then you, tr- then you trade them yeah. then you could yeah. trade them so yeah. I don't know yeah, that's, that's just that's, that's just what the Ravens have said over the past yeah. few days is they're going to right, franchise right. so that, that's that's true but I you know I think I don't think he's going to be there next year uh, another problem, the, another problem you guys have with Lamar Jackson he's attempting to be his his own agent. He he has no yeah. he has no agent, no legal representation. You should get Ray Allen to help him. 
he's, yeah. he's trying to, he's trying to do all this himself, you know. And yep. sometimes it's not good for the player himself to be his own agent because you know you need somebody that knows what they're doing. Like Scott Boras or not in baseball, at least he get deals for his players. Yes, he does. You, know, you need. So, you need and the- you need somebody like that in football to do, to do that. And for, Scott uh, Boris knows how to communicate to the media what he wants them to know. I mean, he can say, hey, you know, behind the scenes, just say this or just say this. He knows right. how to do it. And and that's what it, – it's probably not a good idea to try to represent yourself. No. No. Well, the big hero of the game was Sam Hubbard. Sam Hubbard, uh, you know, they were down there. They were, the Ravens, it was 17-17 early, mid-fourth quarter, down at the one-yard line, and and um, Hundley tried to reach it out to get the pylon, and he didn't. Actually, they were they were talking about that on the uh, Ravens game and said, you know, it really only was third down. He didn't really have to. That, that was a little no. bit risky to do it on that play. But Hubbard well, picked it up and went 98 yards from one of those rumbling, fumbling, stumbling plays and came down and won it for the Bengals. So I, I think they, they really did play, a, you know, they weren't on the top of their game, but they played a lot better than the Bills did. And it was, I, it was just really, I was impressed with Baltimore and the way they played. Well, and here, here's that, well, I was, when you guys were talking about that, I was putting my groceries away, but that shocked me that the Dolphins were that close to the Bills in that game, Yeah, you know, with, yeah. with the way that it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, here's another problem with the Baltimore game, I, and Rick has brought this up numerous times this year. Why do you put people behind the quarterback trying to shove him over the goal line? It that's sounds like that law. rule may be, it sounds like Robert, that yeah. rule yeah. may be going away. I mean, I mean, that, I mean, come on, really? Yeah, it's like a Red Rover game or something, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. That, that, and J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins yeah. was really upset. He came out afterwards and said, well, you know, why, what are you doing with the quarterback sneak here? I'm the running back here. I get you down there. This is what I'm here for. Give me the ball. Yeah. Yeah, Ernest Beiner told him to say that. Anyway, yeah. um, so, <laughs> so we had uh, Dallas beating Tampa. We've already started to talk about this game a little bit in our friend yeah. Tom Brady, but Dallas uh, beat Tampa Bay 31-14. to Prescott How about our friend threw- Brett Maher? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll get to him. Prescott threw three touchdowns, uh, four touchdowns, and ran one four, in, yeah. and he tied with Aikman and Staubach for the Cowboy uh, record in touchdown. Uh, uh, Brett Mahar th- uh, kick missed four extra points, and as a matter of fact, during the game, I don't know if you guys were listening to the Cowboys, but I guess, um, what's his name there yeah. from the Eagles? Uh, you know, sent a message to Brad Sham and Babe Lothenberg and said, how about if we meet in a couple of weeks and Babe, why don't you try kicking your extra points for your team? You know, <laughs> so. yeah. And you know, he, he only missed in this whole season. He missed three extra points and he missed four last night. And part of me was like, when he's got that last touchdown, I was like, Come on, just keep it. Be consistent. Miss another one. <laughs> no, they were, I was rooting for him because you know, it's like, you know, want to have the kicker functioning when we go into the San Francisco game here to so make a good game. Yeah. But, you know, it was, you know one of the three he missed during the regular season was, was the only attempt he had in the last game of the regular season. Mm-hmm. So he actually missed yeah. five in a row. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first, it was the first Dallas Road playoff win since 30 years ago today as we speak, January 17, 1993, when they beat San Francisco 30-20 to to yep. win the NFC Championship game. And Brady set a record for passes in playoff games. He threw 66 times. He only competed like 35 of them or something, but he did throw 66 times. So that shows how far behind they were. And he, he just doesn't have it. I think if if I were, were him, I would advise him to, you know, if I was his agent, I'd advise him to retire, but you know, you would, Chris, you would, you oh. would advise him to take that 375 million. Yeah. Yeah. Fox. Fox. That's what I do. Yeah. 
you know, again, okay. you know, but part of that is the offense. His offensive line was so bad this year with the injuries. You know, yep. so they so they couldn't run the ball at all. So we had to pass. You know, yeah. So we have the schedule for next week, and uh, we have. Oh, by the way, where is the Super Bowl uh, on TV this year? Fox. 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 Yeah. Fox, yeah. Oh, Fox, Fox is getting. Oh, because Fox is getting extra games this week. Uh, mm-hmm. This weekend, I thought it didn't work that way. I thought you gave the team that uh, uh, you know, was getting the Super Bowl. This is last a new deal. This is a new deal, so it doesn't it's matter as much. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jacksonville is at the at Kansas City at four thirty Eastern time on NBC. And so, uh, and I guess uh, we'll, we'll run down the score, you know, the schedule, and then we'll pick the games. So, ja- uh, you know, uh, Jacksonville, Kansas City. Then at eight fifteen, the uh, prime time on Saturday night, the Giants at Philadelphia on Fox. And then on Sunday, the twenty second, Cincinnati at Buffalo at three. And uh, this is a game. I think people. This is, has a, like a unique fascination. I mean, hey, it's a good uh, two of the top three teams in the AFC playing each other. But you also want to see, you know, Cincinnati and Buffalo. With the, everybody's aware of who was playing who uh, on January second, so everybody wants to see this. So it's going to be at three o'clock. So we're starting the uh, these wild card games later, or divisional round games, I should say, later as we did last year. They did this as well. And that's on CBS, and then uh, Dallas at San Francisco at six thirty on Fox. So yeah, and part of the part of the reason also Fox gets the two games is you know NBC has it in their contract that they get one uh, second you know these division games, so it's either going to take away from CBS or Fox. And I guess oh. they gave them the you know they got the least bid. They gave them yeah. the low man on the totem pole game, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I was hearing a lot of people talk um, yesterday. I was listening to uh, Chris Russo. The broadcast on NBC with Al Michaels and, and who, who I forget who was with him. Tony Dungy. That's what they're he, said that, he said that was probably one of the worst playoff broadcasts he's ever heard. It yeah, we bad. talked we about, about you, that. You were probably putting groceries away, but we yeah. talked about how, how much flack they've gotten on social media and how yeah. dull they were. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's see if we can pick these games, and then we'll all give our uh, uh, football stand, you know, our standings for our uh, own football contest. So the first game we have, uh, as I say, Jacksonville at Kansas City. I'm picking Kansas City. I just think uh, they got too many, too many horses uh, for Jacksonville. Jacksonville's a great story. Lawrence, you know, with the comeback, that's something in his resume now. He knows he can do that, so it sets him up for a good run down the road. But I don't think they're ready to play play uh, Kansas City here. Rick? No, I don't think so. I, I think that you, I think for, you'll see Jacksonville in the first quarter come out pretty strong. I think because I think it, it seems to me on the, on this you know this weekend the teams that had the buys it takes them a little while to get going sometimes. So I think Jacksonville might come out a little strong at the beginning, but Kansas City should have no trouble with it. Okay, um, let's see. I, I, think, I think Kansas City. I think Kansas City. They'll, it'll be close early, but they'll pull away. Yeah. All right. Kansas City, Bill. Kansas City, yeah. yeah. Robert, Robert. I'm, I'm taking Kansas City because, look, if Trevor Lawrence gets off to the start he got off to last Saturday night, Kansas City will not not give the game away. They'll they'll take it and run away with it. And I'll make it unanimous. I'm going to make it unanimous there. All right. So now we get to the next game and the one that I'm, you know, know, my favorite NFC team is the Giants. And, of course, it's Rick's favorite of all time, of the whole thing. But Philadelphia is playing the Giants, but I have to pick the Eagles. I think they just got too many, too many again weapons. I think the Giants are going to give them a battle again. Divisional game, though, and you know the first game they played a horrible game against the Eagles. Second game doesn't count; it was an exhibition game, but they played better. 
So I think they're going to be representative in this game. I think it's going to be like 27, 20, 17, something like that. But I think uh, I think the Eagles will win it. Rick? Well, not only are the Giants my favorite team, the Eagles are the team I hate the most. I can't stand <laughs> the Eagles. <laughs> um, and I are, they, are they up there with the Yankees, Rick? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're worse, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, um, in fact, Eli Manning on the, on the Manning cast last night, they, Peyton asked him if he was going to go to Philadelphia for the game. And he said, yeah, he says, you know, I, I made a statement when I retired that I would never go back to a game in Philly. He says, but I think I, I have to go this time and uh, see how many double birds I can get, you know, double fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they, I think the, the Giants got a little bit of confidence from that last regular season game when they played absolutely nobody and held the Eagles close. Um, I'm, I'm picking the Eagles, but I, I'm not counting the Giants out, especially nope. if if yeah. Hurts, you know, I don't know exactly how healthy he is. If he's not 100%, I give the Giants a chance, but I'm picking the Eagles. Yeah, okay. The Eagles, and it'll be close. I don't yeah. think the Giants get. I, I don't think the Giants get blown out. I think the Eagles in a good ball game for a Saturday night. Bill, yeah, I'm going to go with very few words, but I'll definitely see the Eagles in a close game. All right. And uh, I do think that this will be the best game of the entire weekend. I think it'll be the closest game, but I'm also going to go with the Eagles, Sean. And uh, unanimous again. Wow, we're really exciting wow. here. We're all picking the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we might have some disagreements on this one. And this I think this be, yeah, game. I think we will. And this one's going to be the closest game, I think, because I think, yeah. you know, this is just destined to be a game everybody remembers because of the what happened January 2nd. It's just going to be. But as I said, Cincinnati played a better game than Buffalo did. They weren't they weren't great, but they played a better game than Buffalo did. Buffalo did everything they could to give it to Miami. If they play like that again, and again, they could both play totally differently, but if they play like that again, Cincinnati's going to take it. They're not going to, you know, uh, you're not dealing with uh, Skyward Thompson or anything. So I'm taking the, taking the Bengals, the close one. Okay, I think, um, yeah, I think Buffalo, I think it, they got it out of that system last week. Um, Cincinnati is is now down three out of the five of the um, starting offensive line. I think they're hurting there. And don't be surprised if you see to my hammering on the sideline or for the coin oh, toss yeah. Sunday. That's just what and I was going to say, Rick. Yeah, and I think that's going to set them, you know, the place crazy. I'm picking Buffalo. I will also take Buffalo. I think the game will be good, but if you, if DeMar Hamlin is there, that that might make it a little more of an emotional game for Buffalo, and it might not be so close. Uh, Bill? I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I think their wide receivers, you know, Chase and the running backs and Bulls is going to make a difference. And I know that, you know, Hamlin's going to spur them on, but I think that only lasts so long. So I'll go with the Bengals. Yeah, and they don't get to play the Patriots special teams on that first play. Yeah, that, that's true. Right. Yeah. Robert? Uh, I will take the Buffalo Bills, uh, I, I, and again, th- this is going to be another good game, uh, And uh, but I, I'm definitely going to take Buffalo. Sean? Well, I think if Buffalo starts out the way they played against Miami, I think they could be in trouble against a team like Cincinnati, so I'm going to go with the Bengals. Okay. All right, so we got a split. split. And the last game is uh, San Francisco hosting Dallas. 
And I think this is going to be a close game, too, because in whatever way, and I'm picking San Francisco to win it, whatever way Dallas loses it, it'll be historically weird. They don't just lose playoff games. Something strange happens. They Somebody drops the ball. Something There's a bad call. Something always happens that the Cowboy fans can complain about all year long. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's just the way they, they, they are. And, you know, these teams have a real history, you know, going back in the 90s, like I was talking about that 1993, you know, you know, they played all the run. you know, 82 goes back to the catch. Then you had a game, a really good game last year in San Francisco, or the, I mean, in Dallas, where the 49ers came in and wiped the Cowboys out. But uh, I just think it's going to be, a, again, coming kind of down to the wire, like 30-24, San Francisco over Dallas. Right. And whether and whether Chris could be a problem once again this weekend, although it didn't turn out to be a problem on Saturday, but they're also predicting bad weather for this weekend. So okay, Rick, I'll tell you how Dallas is going to lose. Okay, Fred Maha is going to hit a sixty-five yard <laughs> field goal in the last play of the game to win the game, but then they're going to be called for a legal motion. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> I'm picking. I, I it, it, unless these. Like these naysayers, like I say about Brock Purdy and are right and he falls apart. I'm picking the I, to me the 49ers look like the best team in, maybe in football right now. I'm taking the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am I am too. I I don't think Dallas is really all. They're not that great, so I wouldn't have any confidence at all in them. So I'm going with the 49ers in this one. You know, I'm going to go with the 49ers also. I think their coach just makes the difference. Yeah, you yeah. know, I think he just makes the difference. And uh, well, and not only that, but um, San Francisco has the number one defense in the league, and uh, Dak Prescott and company on offense got away with a whole lot last night that they're not going to be able to get away with right. on Sunday. Uh, I'm definitely taking the 49ers, and I don't think this game is going to be close. I I think no. uh, Dallas is going to make too many mistakes. And we're going to see the end of the Cowboys for this year. Sean? I agree with you, Robert. It's not going to be close. I'm going to be unanimous. I think the Cowboys are going to find a way to screw it up on the 30th anniversary of of the game that started it all for them with Jimmy Johnson that really got it going because they've been playing all the Jimmy Johnson, how about them Cowboys stuff here on the radio today. And, you know, I think they're going to. They're going to find a way to mess it up, and San Francisco is going to go on, and I agree. Right now, they're playing the best ball out of everybody in the playoffs, I think. They yeah. are. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay, interesting, so. though. Uh, after last night, though, it is interesting. You know, usually, Jerry Jones jumps off and, and as soon as somebody does something wrong. But it, they asked him about Maher after the game. No, he's done too much good. We can't move on now. He's done too much good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Jerry yeah, said, well, they were, you know, like, some of the announcers were saying, you know, after he missed the third or fourth, you know, maybe they should just go for two. But I'm like, you got to try to get this guy back online. Yeah, and they didn't. Yeah. It was the kind of game where they had enough of a cushion that they could do that. If yeah. they really were in a close game, they might have had to. But, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, oh, if it would have costed them a game, then he might have been mad at the guy. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, he'd be, he'd, you got to remember you know, this. Yeah. This is the same ticket that in one game this season hit a 60-yard field goal. Dallas uh-huh. had called timeout, so he had to do it again, and he hit it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the standings in our contest, I've got two, <coughs> 227, Pierre has 218, Rick has 215, USF has 206, 
Uh, so he's, I, we're not doing any money in this contest, so we, he can't, we can't help him with the guitar lessons. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Sean with 205, Robert with 201, uh, Perry with 200, Jerry with 185, Al with 183, uh, King Dale with 178, Jamal with 173, and Laurie with 168. So there you go. That's our our contest i need so to hit one NFL. of these i need to hit one of these combined scores to get back in there. yeah yeah get back up in there okay so we have some news and notes as we always do in the nfl the chargers fired offensive coordinator and their quarterbacks coach so it apparently uh, means that uh, brandon staley is going to come back because you don't make those changes till you know who your head coach is so i guess he gets to come back and gamble again yeah you know talking about the offensive coordinator um Justin Herbert, who is a great talent, he his team this year was 31st in the league on average um, length of pass, you know, yardage on wow. pass. Wow. He's just checking down all day. It's you know, last year he was throwing deep. I don't understand. Well, he was hurt for part of the year too. That was part of yeah, it. but it's but it's the offensive scheme. It's awful. Yeah, probably is. Uh, Jim Schwartz, our old friend, used to coach the Lions. He's now the, the Cleveland defensive coordinator, uh, and Monty Assenfort was hired as Arizona's GM, or Austin Fort, probably. So yeah. um, that is the uh, story on that. So it looks like Sean Payton's not going there. And I guess he has volunteered to deal with Kyler Murray. Yeah. One form or another. <laughs> Kingsbury, Kingsbury's off on a one-way trip to Thailand. I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And, and uh, but, I mean, he was with the Patriots and with Tennessee. So he's... You know, he's got credentials working with uh, Belichick and with uh, Ray, Vrabel and stuff. So, you know, it's, he knows what he's walking into here. Yeah. Um, so it was the first time in two, since 2000 that neither the Patriots, the Steelers, or the Packers were in the playoffs. So that's yeah. pretty interesting. Um, and as I told you, Kraft and Belichick had their meeting and will reassign coaches and do whatever, and we'll see if there's any announcements made. Uh, and apparently... Uh, uh, they're not saying that Ger- Gerard Mayo is going to any of these interviews. People rumor him for this and that. People haven't said that he's gone to any of the interviews, so maybe they're going to give him a bigger role. I don't know. Yeah, they're saying that that he's. They think he got some kind of a wink and a nod, saying that you know you're the next in line. But they said that about Josh McDaniel. You know, and they, they were saying they were saying on the Sports Hub this afternoon that again going back to uh like Lamar Jackson with his uh, situation, they don't think Mayo has a has an agent. They think he's doing his own contract. And they were saying, if he had any kind of agent, they would never say to him, you know, accept that kind of thing and, and refuse interviews for a head coaching job. That's right. That's right. So, uh, so to, uh, we we do have to, and I guess it's been implied by what we said, but we have for the purposes of this show going from week to week. Demar Hamlin got out of the hospital on Wednesday in Buffalo, so he is available to perhaps be on the sideline or whatever. Uh, Sh- Sean Payton at one point received uh, uh, permission to talk to uh, to uh, Arizona, but I guess that's down the tubes now. So because it looks like they've moved on from that. Yeah, he, he's talking. Yeah, he's talking to multiple. He's talking to multiple teams. And one of them they're saying is the Texans, and he said he is interested because he would be interested because he has a relationship with them from back when the Saints and the Texans would pra- practice together. And as Pierre told us before the show, uh, that, you know, with the Texans having all these draft picks that they got from Cleveland and other places, that they could, you know, give them a few and don't have to give up the number two pick. Uh huh. So. 
And one of the things that sort of dropped off the uh, radar is Sean McVay is going to come back to the Rams, I guess, Perry, right? That yeah. is correct, yes. And, and, and just coming across, uh, apparently, okay. as if we didn't know this already, Aaron Rodgers tells the Pat McAfee show that he is mauling his future. He doesn't know what he wants to do. <laughs> okay. Well, Tom can go on Saturday Night Live together or something. But he did say last week, he did say last week that he would be okay if he walked away from $50 million. That, he yeah. said okay. he could do that and it wouldn't and, hurt him. And remember, if Green Bay were to ever trade Aaron Rodgers this year, they would have to absorb a $41 million cap hit. So okay. keep that in mind. Okay. The Bears named the Big Ten Commissioner, Kevin uh, Warren, as their president. And uh, he did, and I was saying in the group, he did well with the uh, TV deal, apparently. But that's, you know, a mini kind of thing. But not with COVID. He had a, you know, we're going to play. We're not going to play. We're going to move our season into the spring. We're going to do these things. And if he, I don't know, Perry, to me, it seems like this would be the wrong kind of job for this guy. This is a PR kind of job. He's but remember, he had a 22 guy. Yeah, remember he had a 22-year career with the Vikings. So uh-huh. this isn't new for him. And, Chris, the, those Big Ten, uh, com- the presidents of the schools would tell you he did a fantastic job. When that all that money comes in, they'll tell all you the money. They like that money. <laughs> a billion-dollar TV deal. Yep. But that's already happened for the Bears. They got their money last year, so they're good. You know, And they have a new – the, the thing that – the big thing here is they have it. They're due for a new stadium, so that's probably going to be his number one thing is is overseeing that. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, we'll see what he can do, and you know, it, it, often the presidents of these things you don't hear much about them, and that's the way that they, you want it. You want your football people to do the talking, and uh, the president wanders into the booth when there's a ceremony going on or something like that. Right. So now, but, uh, he, they, but he did say today in the in his introductory press conference. He was asked how long his contract was, and he would not address that issue. Oh, there's a good... Now, a little evasion right away is always good. Yeah. <laughs> things off well with the media. Uh, now, uh, there's a doctor, and I forget his name, but he's very good, and he comes on FAN on Sunday mornings, runs down a lot of the injuries, and talks about the, the guys. And He was talking about Lamar Jackson. That would be Dr. David Chow, Chris. He used to be the team doctor of the Chargers. Uh, that comes on FAN. Yeah, he's the one that does the FAN stuff. He, okay. he also goes. He also goes on Sirius XM NFL Radio. And he does. Okay. Yep. Okay. So anyway, he thinks that this knee injury uh, that uh, Jackson has could be a long term problem. He thinks that this could slow him down. And Jackson is a is a runner who throws. He's not a thrower who yeah. runs. Right. And so yeah. this could really slow his career in in years to come. So this may be another thing that. You know the medical folks in um, in Baltimore are looking at and uh, you know saying you know we're we're not really sure about this. So who knows? by the way the um the latest Las Vegas odds on what team he would go to if he leaves the Ravens the top two teams are the Jets and the Patriots. I said the Jets. I you know the Jets are a circus and what better place to be than uh, you know for Woody Johnson to go and grab a hold of him because that's just the way the Jets operate. You know, I don't I don't know about here because things are so, and really I, I I like Daniel Jones. 
I'm giving Mac Jones a pass on this year because, again, the coaching, you know, you hired Joe Judges instead of firing him. So I'm saying Mac Jones could continue to progress getting the right people around him. So I'm, I'm a, a, you know, in, in favor of keeping Mac Jones. But, again, these goofy fans that we talked about before the show blame everything on the quarterback and give all the quarterback, give the quarterback credit for everything. And it just that's just stupid analysis of football. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, and also it's, you know, Belichick has always in the past really praised Lamar Jackson, even more than he does every player. But, and, and another thing is that, you know, if Kraft thinks that they need a boost, if, if their popularity is going down now since they lost Brady, uh, Jackson's the kind of guy that could do it. Well, the Red Sox are racing yeah. them to the bottom, so I don't know whether they have to worry too much about that. <laughs> oh, they'll never catch the Red Sox. <laughs> So we had a, a significant death in the NFL. Art McNally died, 96 years old. He was on field from 59 through 67, referee for, from 60 through 67, then director of officials from 68 to 90. Then he went to the WFL. And then, you know somebody said it was, you know, this is a, an article that David USF put out, the failed WFL. It wasn't a failed league. It was an NFL thing they just put to sleep when they felt like it. They didn't want to play in Europe anymore. Then he, so he's always no, no, a different well. Oh, no, that was the World League. That was NFL Europe. That was the oh, WFL okay. was the one in the seventies. That NFL Europe, the World League of American Football, was the one the NFL ran. And yeah. actually, well, he was in the w, wherever the WFL was. He was there in the early nineties. It said in the in the story. So yeah. I don't know when it was actually ninety seven, not ninety six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then he, he was an assistant uh, supervisor from ninety six uh, to oh seven. Mm-hmm. Then an observer until two thousand fifteen when he retired. And he's in the NFL Hall of Fame since 2022. And he's the first official, and therefore only official, in the NFL Hall of Fame. But he's a name that Rick and I used to hear all the time. He was he was the yeah. top referee, that's for sure. So any more uh, NFL before we move to oh. baseball? Oh. Oh. Real quick, Dan Schneider says he thinks the commanders will be sold by March. But yeah. oh, that's good. All and right. you know, along, Chris, that same line as we move to baseball, Apparently, the Nationals, instead of totally just selling, they're now looking for someone to become a minority owner who could eventually buy the team. If you're kind of, I mean, the guy is in his 90s, wouldn't you want to just, you know, sell? Well, how old is Woody Johnson? Isn't he still alive and still running the Jets? So some of these people just don't give up. I could be wrong about that. I don't know. I'd have to ask Miss A if I were downstairs, but uh, I think he still is. And that's why the Jets are so, you know, it, it's it's kind of crazy. You never know what they're going to do because things, you know, they'll have a, something going for a couple of years and then break it down. So the Jets are in a really funny spot, too. I mean, whether they get Jackson or what they do, they're in a really weird, with Zach Wilson there, what are they going to do with him? You know, White's shown a little, but not much. And, you know, what, what are you going to do? It, it's really not an easy spot to be in right now. Carlos Correa passed his physical, yay, So with Minnesota, so he signed uh, the deal with them. Uh, Nelson Cruz, one of the places he has not played is here. But Nelson <laughs> Cruz has played everywhere else. A year for uh, $1 million with San Diego. The Dodgers acquired shortstop uh, Miguel Rojas from Miami for three minor leaguers. Uh, we don't get certain stops. We just wait around. Uh, no trade partner for the Dodgers for Trevor Bauer, so he's you'll be a free agent. The Dod- similar to the what we talked about with Hosmer, Dodgers have to pay all this salary, but they will not have him this year, and he can sign with anyone for the league minimum. And, and I, I don't know nobody- that I don't know that too many teams are going to be willing to take that chance. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's going to be, it's a publicity hit, and, uh, you know, it's, he's, I think he's, how did he, I, I can't remember the year or two ago when he was pitching, how well was he doing? He was he was pitching okay, but yeah. I don't think that's not really his issue. And David, I, I see you, we'll get to you right after the baseball yeah. notes here, because I don't want to hear that many of them. Well, here we go, we've been talking about this, the electronic strike zone will be in AAA this year. Half will be, and I didn't quite understand this, but half will be played uh, by all calls determined by it, and the other half there'll be. Uh, an, uh, what's it going to be, Perry? How's that going? That other half of the games with challenges and so forth. How's that going to work? Um, the way I understand it to work is you get a couple of challenges each game and stuff like that, but the the automated strike zone goes the whole game. Okay, so it'll be. Okay, so, uh, but then, uh, okay, so there's no games that the, in the AAA that these guys will be uh, umpiring, doing, doing balls and well, strikes. That, that's, by my understanding, that's correct. Now, as we get into it, I'll be able yeah. to report better to you as it happens. The thing is, and now this brings me to my point about it. We have in hockey, and we've always had this, you know, and in, in, the NFL is probably a better example. You might start as a back judge, and then you might become, you know, uh, something, a line judge. Then you become a referee. You move up in the echelons and, and become able to do more. It seems to me that what we need to do is we got people like Laz Diaz and Angel Hernandez who can't call balls and strike worth anything. There's other people get 97, 98% uh, you know, ratings when you look at the strikes on replay. These guys are 85% or whatever. Uh, but they're all equal. Or we you have Pat, you have Pat Holberg, 100%. Yeah, okay. And, you know, so I think you need to, I think what they need to do, and I'm not saying the ABS will work or it won't because I don't know enough about it. And uh, Perry will be our intrepid correspondent on this because, again, he's going to be listening to a lot of these AAA games and find out how it, how it goes. But my thing is, I don't think you should just automatically come into the majors and call balls and strikes. I think, you know, you need to maybe hire more umpires and find the ones that can do it, you know, and because this is just not, it's almost like, and maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, retreating, but it's almost like jump balls in the NBA. They decided the refs can't do it. We're not going to do it anymore. We're just going to, you know, kind of, uh, in college, I'm sorry, college, they do it in the NBA, but the refs couldn't do it very well in college, so they decided to be an arrow. You only have, like, one in the beginning of the game and one at the overtime and the so problem maybe they with a guy like angel Her- the problem with a guy like angel hernandez too though it, there's really once he's in there's yeah. really no way to get rid of him Be- yes because yeah. they, they i think they have tried they've tried and then he sues them yes yep. yeah so this is the problem but i think you need to set up a hole and again they'd have to negotiate this and they probably would never agree to it but you have to set up a whole system of who's qualified to actually do this job. Who has earned their stripes. Okay, you can come in as a base umpire, but you're not a plate umpire. But we'll see how the, you know, this electronic thing may be good. And I get there's people that say, oh, you know, this is leaving too much to the... But I want to get things right. That's always my yeah. thought. And, you know, so if that's the way to do it and the umps can't do it, I mean, that he ruined that the Red Sox season in yeah. 2021 by screwing I, up I that I wish game. I could have played it back because it it really was interesting. I was listening to a, a game with a Jesse Agler and Tony Gwynn Jr. Yes, it's Jr. Right. Somebody on the phone system did not know it was Tony Gwynn Jr. Um, <laughs> but they were doing a game when they played Atlanta and they had about a two-inning discussion of this and it was really good because they went over both sides of it and um, 
neither one of them totally cared for it, but yeah. they didn't say they totally hated it either. But yeah. as a player, as a player, Gwyn Jr. said, I just don't know that I want a computer calling my strikes all the time. I get that. I, I get the principle. But on the other hand, I want it to be right. And the other thing is, they have put so much on the umpire's plates with yeah, watching the shift. With, with the pitch clock and everything else that they're going to have to do. And the plate umpire, of course, will be in charge of the pitch clock, you know, saying people have balls and strikes based on the pitch clock. And then he'll be in charge, the, the middle infield umpires will be in charge of the shift. I get that. You know, so there's just kind of a lot going on with the, with the umpires. And I can That's understand, a, like we said the other day, the 11 umpires who headed for the hill a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago makes sense to me. You know, and that's one thing that, that, Chris, I like to listen to during the baseball season is I like to catch these guys. Not all of them do it. Um, the ones that have really good conversations, I really yeah. enjoy that. And I think... I think the guys in Cleveland, they are both good broadcasters, but I wish, they, I wish they would talk more. Talk <laughs> more, have good do. conversations. And know, I but, think they get along okay. It's not oh, a they problem. Do. Oh, they they just, do. That's the way they do it. Yeah, it I know, but here, but, but, you but always Agler, see... Agler and Gwynn Jr., they they are good together, and they they have really good... Sometimes oh, yeah. they get, they'll get into really good conversations. And I think, remember that whole thing that went around here in 2019 when the Red Sox were going to bring in different announcers and, and uh, sort of do like a talk show? That wasn't what they meant. All they meant was that people were going to interact a little bit more than they were, which they've always done. Joe has always liked to talk to his partners. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and so it, it's fine. You know, it's fine the way they do it with uh, Sean or now Lou Merloni or, or uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, uh, Will Fleming. You know, it, it's great, and Will Fleming is great because he's got the younger. He's always on Twitter. He's always watching stuff, and he's always bringing stuff up that you might not know about. And he's, you know, it's it's really interesting to hear him. I really enjoy him. So, mm-hmm. makes for an interesting broadcast. Trey Mancini signed with the Cubs for two years for fourteen million, and he's he's been pretty good for the Orioles over the years. I think. Is, and, of course, uh, where do you follow the AL East more than I do? Is he primarily just a first baseman? I thought he was a middle infielder, but I could be wrong. I'm because, not sure. Because I guess I don't understand. They they claim they want to play Matt Mervis at first, but now you have Mancini, you have Hosmer. Mm-hmm. I would think that would hold Mervis back. Yeah, well, they because you certainly they don't want, want to pull. bring up a, you certainly don't want to bring up a young player and put him on the bench. Well, they may be pulling the old uh, let's bring him up May fifteenth routine as, as well, you know that they could, do. That so. could be too. Yeah, but I I thought, but I could totally be wrong. Some Oriole fan would have to tell you if he's a middle infielder or not. But uh, but he he was pretty good when I thought with the Red, you know against the Red Sox. Oh yeah, he's a good player. I don't have any problem there. I, I just want I just don't I I don't like to see guys if they're if they're ready. I don't like to see them held back. And Andrew McCutcheon has made his way back to Pittsburgh for a year for five million. This sounds like a swan song to me. No pun yep. intended, um, <laughs> because you know it just uh, he's not he's a shadow of his former self here. So you know whatever. So any other baseball stuff before we move what, to we have uh, one more Disney? we have one more then we'll go to David um, Bill. Um, we have Phil Castellini coming out the other day, and Phil is telling us that. The Reds are so poor. We ju- we we'll, we'll be competitive eventually. We we're just so poor and we can't do it. I would say to him, why don't you sell if your value yeah. is three billion dollars? 
you know, if you're that poor, then get out of the game. Mm-hmm. That's Makes exactly what I say to him. <laughs> David, come on in. <laughs> is David there? there. David is unmuted. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. There we go. Well, okay. There he is. There he is. Two things, guys. <laughs> um, the Cowboys beat Tom Brady for the first time ever. They uh, Brady yes. was seven and zero. Now they're seven uh, one. Um, and uh, bad weather is absolutely not in the forecast for San Francisco on Sunday. Okay. Uh, high temperature will be probably cloudy skies, and uh, so I don't know if Robert heard a uh, old weather forecast or, but no, no bad weather forecasted for Sunday for San Francisco. Well, that's, well, that, that's, that's good. That's good, David, because uh, they uh, they've issued they're starting tomorrow. They're issuing a winter storm warning for my area, so I thought maybe the uh, Bay Area might be getting some more weather too. So. Oh, that'd yeah, be four days away, so it should be yeah. in the middle of the country somewhere. Right. Um, anyway. All right, got to go. See you, uh, David. Jamal, Jamal you. go ahead and unmute if you want to If you want to chat, go ahead and unmute. Hello, folks. How are y'all doing? Good, hey, Jamal. Hey, Jamal. You? Okay, a couple things here. First of all, the only thing that they should give Angel Hernandez and Lance Diaz are white canes. Number two. And uh, number two about the about these NFL playoff games, I was just surprised that the Cowboy that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was as flat as they are. Quite frankly, I heard them talk about Tom Brady. Brady was doing himself a favor to retire for real because I mean, if you take a look at the teams that he's ruled to be issued in, I mean he's not going to win anything if he goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, and I, and the 49ers are having success with younger quarterbacks, so why would they want Tom Brady? You know, I don't think they I, do. I, I mean, you know, I mean, and where else could he go unless he went to the New York Jets, which, you know, I don't think he, he might elevate them to a wild card. Never under, never forget Miami, Jamal. Yeah, or yeah. Even if, or even if he went to Miami. You know, granted, their quarterbacks are, their quarterbacks got beat up. But if he went to Miami back in his old AFC East, that doesn't necessarily mean he'll get past Josh Allen and Buffalo. So, you know, I think Brady, great quarterback, won seven Super Bowls. He should just get out before he yeah, becomes I, I, another CT. I think your first point is the most important one. I don't think he's playing well enough to nor, – he nor Rodgers did not. It's one thing if, uh, oh, you know, you got sacked because your offensive line isn't good or you had a deflection for an interception or whatever, but you moved the team and, you you know, you you know he didn't move the team until the second half, and by that time it was, you know, they had the, they had the one drive, you know, they had the interception. Most of the game in the first half they were punting, punting, punting. So that's not, you know, then then he started to hit once in a while. But he only hit 35 out of 66, something like that. So, you know, it wasn't uh, wasn't great. He wasn't hitting 50 right. out of 66 like he used to. Jerry, go ahead and unmute, and we'll be able to hear you. I think I'm already there. Okay. You're already uh, there. Yeah, good song. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I feel either. You're right, Chris, about uh, uh, Andrew McCutcheon coming back to the Pirates. I, I have mixed feelings about it, and I don't know what to say. I hope he has a good season, but um, he, uh, between him and Then somebody Joe will Long, offer him something for him at the trade deadline. That's here. right. 
Now, they're all excited about Rich Hill down there, too. They think this is exactly he's going to be the greatest pitcher they ever had. Really? <laughs> oh, wow. If you could say, I mean, he's uh, look, he's a good pitcher for a guy who's whatever he is, 38 or 42. whatever. But 42. 40 something, yeah. You know, and on his way to the broadcast booth, I think Joe Castiglione loved to work with him, by the way. But, you, you know, the, the thing is, you know, it's it's like, what do you? If you're the Pirates, why are you bringing in these ancient people? You know, this is like the Red Sox used to do this stuff. They brought in Bobby Thompson in 1960, who hit the home, shot it around the world. Uh, the reason, the reason they're they're doing it, Chris, is up, uh, most people laugh at them and kind of think they're a joke, and that's why they do it. Well, they laugh harder when you see that. Uh, it's like yeah, if the Red Sox could it be for you know, could it be for like draft picks in the trading deadline? But... Hell no. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you can now trade draft picks. So, yeah. but then they'd have to keep them long enough for them to get good. So, I don't really know. I mean, they're not. You know, this is like if the Red Sox yeah. bring in Elvis yeah. Andrews. You know, people are yeah. going to be like, "Wow, he had a wonderful year." Well, let's see, when yeah. was that? Two thousand six. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they didn't mean exactly just draft picks, but you know, prospects too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, as, as John used to say, prospects are suspect until they prove mm-hmm. otherwise. Elvis did better last year with the White Sox after he left the A's, Chris. Okay. Uh, if he, well, we'll see. There's also talk about Jose, Jose Iglesias coming back, so that's you know that'd be the third time for him. Oh, we'll see. He's a good fielder, anyway. Nope. All right. Any more? Nope. I, I we're good to go. It. Okay. So I guess the, we can talk about college for a little while, and then we get to the NBA. But in college, I guess the big story, unfortunately, is this uh, player Darius Miles was charged with killing a 23-year-old woman, but it turns out, uh, Perry, you said it's come he out didn't, that he actually he didn't, didn't fire the gun. Her, he provided the gun, but I guess by yeah. Alabama law, since he provided the gun that the person used to kill her, he can be right. charged with capital murder. Yeah, yeah. and the accessory before the fact anyway. Yeah. And so, uh, now he, bad. Now, he, he was wasn't not, playing very much, you said? No, uh, Perry? He, he, had been, he had been hurt. He had been hurt, and he wasn't playing a whole lot. Yeah, no. he was. He had been hurt. He wasn't. He wasn't a factor on this team. Obviously, they're still number four. He hadn't. I don't think he had played since what, maybe the first or second week of the season, something like that. Right. Okay. And the reason the reason that the law is like mm. that is because to get any time you purchase a firearm, you have to go through a a federal background check. Mm-hmm. And when he gave this person. The gun, obviously, that person didn't go through any sort of background check. Right. So right. that's why he's able to be charged like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anything else that people want to comment on the on college? Like we well, kind of talked I a think the number one, the number one conference, if you were to judge, would be the Big Twelve right now. I think that's yes, it would. Um, you yep. know, it it they're probably going to have a majority of their teams in. Um, also we, like I said, the Missouri Valley, eight teams within one game of each other. I mean, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't ask for anything closer than that. And look, and look at the so. ACC. They've got some different teams. I mean, Miami number 17. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, I mean, they're, they're getting some, you know, North Carolina aren't in there. Yeah. Right. You got to watch uh, U, U of H, of course. I mean, Big Ten still going to be strong, but yeah, Big 12 top to bottom. I mean, even TCU, look at TCU, the way they're ranked. Yeah, Big mm-hmm. East is doing okay, too, because they've got Marquette, Providence, UConn, and uh, really they were talking, it was interesting, before the Creighton, and, and uh, Creighton did beat uh, Providence the other day, but I was listening to uh, uh, John Rook and Joe Hassett, and they were pre- on their pregame show, they were saying how at that time Creighton was 9-8, and eight, now they're 10-8, but that they had a, a big uh, injury early in the, in the year, and that I forget who the player was, but he was their best player, 
and that they had gone in as like the third in the conference and so forth, and they expect them to go on a long winning streak, and, and you'll start to hear more from Creighton, too, they think. And Yeah, and the SEC, watch them with Alabama, Tennessee. I mean, two, you know, Alabama especially. And in a couple of weeks, you got the Big 12 SEC Challenge. That's something to look forward to and, with the Clay and now, on that and Saturday. Now don't, yeah. uh, don't wave off Kentucky yet. Everybody thought Kentucky was down and out, and then they come up and beat Tennessee it, the other day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And ten, tonight you got some good games. Like I said, you got uh, you got Texas Iowa State, which you got to go to ESPN Plus or go find it on the radio. Or Kansas yep. Kansas State. You got another big game, Baylor Texas Tech. You got some pretty big games. Tonight. I know with Texas. I know with Texas Iowa State. You can both feeds if hmm. you want to find it. Both feeds are on Varsity Network. So yep. if you want to find it and uh, tune in live and, and tune, in tune in live. Yes. So. So okay. and, and and both and I think you'd agree. Both announcers, John Walters and Craig Way, you couldn't go wrong yes. either way there. No, you couldn't go wrong either way. Yeah, not at all. No. All right. Nope. Well, let's let's do our first uh, NBA standings run through, and and it, it surprised me because I haven't followed it closely because I wasn't getting these ready. I kind of knew what the East was doing, but not totally. But anyway, here we go. So remember the way the NBA works: the top six are seeded playoff teams, and they will get in. Then the next four. Do the play-in games seven and ten play and eight and nine play, and then well, you know, no, if, no, no, seven, seven and eight play, nine and ten play, and then the winner of nine ten plays the loser of seven and eight. That's right, yeah, seven and eight, nine yeah. and ten play. So, yeah. uh, so keep that in mind as we go along through the year. It's not going to be important until we get into March and April, but right now, you know, just show you who's in the mix and in the West. It's really crazy around that play-in area. So in the East, we start off with the Celtics at the thirty-three and twelve, number one. Brooklyn 27, and now this is a close battle here. Brooklyn 27 and 15, Milwaukee 28 and 16, they're third. Philadelphia 27 and 16 is fourth, and Cleveland is 28 and 17 is fifth. So big battle from second through fifth. And then the Knicks are 25 and 20, a little further back, but not much, uh, in the sixth spot. So those are your seated spots. Then you go to your, your potential play-in teams right now, Miami 24-21, Indiana 23-22 at eight. Atlanta 22-22 at 9, Chicago 20-24 and 24 is at 10, and then Toronto you know, just out, well, they're also 20-24, so right now it would be Chicago that would have the edge. Well, then you start to drop back a bit, Washington 18-26, and 26. then you go to the teams that are basically done, Orlando 16-28, and 28, Detroit 12-35, and 35, Charlotte 11-34. and 34. So uh, and they've got, uh, strangely mm. enough, Gordon Haywood's uh, hurt, Rick. Did you know that? He's not playing right oh, now. Oh, get out. No, he never plays. Yeah. So uh, poor poor guy. Boy, as soon as he broke that leg, leg or whatever when he was here, uh, yeah. his career has never been the same. Mm. He was a good player before that. In the West, Denver is number one at 30 and 13. Memphis, 30 and 13 also. Uh, New Orleans, 26 and 18 is three. Then we go to Sacramento, 24 and 18. That's why I'm encouraging Robert to switch over to the, to the Kings again. Uh, 24 and 18. Dallas, 24 and 21 is five. We have the Clippers at 23, 22. And they're, uh, they're the top, uh, seeded team, but they are just ahead of these playoff, play, play in teams. And here they are. Golden State, State at 22, 22. Utah, 23, 24. Minnesota, 22, 23. Portland 21-22. I mean, it's crazy. And then Oklahoma City's right there, too, in 11th at uh, 21 and 23. Then you drop down to Phoenix at 21-24. Robert, what is going on? I lost track. I didn't thought of Phoenix in about a year. What happened to them? 
Uh, they've had an awful lot of injuries, Chris. Yep. And uh, they also are trying to trade uh, Jay Crowder. He hasn't been with them all year. They they basically told him to stay away from the team until they can find a trade. Okay. Um, so I, you know, uh, the the West is just a mess. It's the best way to put it this year. Okay. Then the uh, Lakers are twenty and twenty four. So they're at the bottom of the play in battle. They're they're you know just sort of there. Then you drop down to the ones that are kind of out of ten. San Antonio thirteen and thirty one, and Houston ten and thirty four. So they, those guys are basically playing for draft picks. Right. And uh, so no wonder the Warriors beat the uh, Spurs the other night. Come on. Yep. And, and we had a we had a um, a uh, we had a question come up, and uh, I guessed right, and Robert guessed wrong. Robert was saying, because we had a 50-point uh, game the other night, uh, I think the team lost the game. But yeah, they did. Ro- Robert asked, um, and this we can add uh, yesterday's Jason Tatum, 50-pointer, 51 points, uh, that over the years, the top 116 points scoring, whether the teams won the games or not, and it's 75% right on the button, 87 to 29, 87 wins, 29 losses for those and games. This is regular, uh, yeah, regular I, season. This is regular, regular yeah, season yep. only. So, yeah, so that doesn't count the Michael Jordan loss when he got 60 or something against the Celtics that time, but yeah. uh, which they yeah. never tell you he lost the when you hear about the Michael Jordan story. And he was playing the Celtics, he got 60 points, and they and lost over the fact they didn't win the game. That game. I remember That's that right. game. Yeah. Yeah. But, but no, the thing is usually it's not against the best defensive team in the world that you're doing this. And secondly, you've usually got another weapon or two to to give the ball to. Now, yesterday, Jalen Brown wasn't there, but they have enough other people with Brogdon and other people that they can, uh, and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, you know, Grant Williams and different ones that can score. So it's basically the way it works. So I had guessed that uh, they, it was more wins than losses. And I, this, in past years, we've gone through, we, we do the individual stats, you know, somebody gets into the top 10 of the scoring or that kind of thing, you know, for all time stuff. But the 50-point, maybe 60-point games will do. But we're not going to do 50-point games. There's just so much scoring in the league. I think every week and a half or so there's a 50-point game now. Well, I've been really paying attention to it this year. It seems like this year individual scoring is up than in years past. Well, they're saying that Denver, I think, and the Celtics have the top two NBA offenses, not just this year, but all for all time right now. Because okay. that's the way the scoring is in the in the league yeah. and stuff. Okay. So you know that's that's the thing, and uh, so the the idea would be to see if you can you know if you're one of these top teams you can bring in a good defensive player and Jay Crowder used to be that I don't know if uh, we want him back I don't know all the ins and outs of Celtic history to remember any battles he had with anybody but I think he left here on good terms I think yeah. he left here in the in the trade for. Uh, for uh, Kyrie, if I recall, so. there are, there are a number of teams interested. He's just figuring out what Phoenix wants in return. Yeah, so. yeah. and you know the other thing that the Celtics talk about is maybe trading, uh, you know, Peyton Pritchard because he's a young player to somebody and getting a, a star now. You know, somebody on on one of these teams that would be uh, able to come in because you you didn't you didn't end up with Gallinari who you were supposed to have. So they wanted a more of a little more of a veteran. Nothing against Peyton Pritchard; he's doing okay. But right. just sort of the idea of you know bringing somebody that can maybe put you over the top because you know you're a championship contender and you never know when you're going to be again. So that's what right. you have to look at. Yep. So anyway, so anything else on the NBA, Robert or anybody? Uh, one other no? thing we should mention: LeBron James uh, surpassed thirty-eight thousand points on Sunday, yep. and he and he's going to eventually pass Kareem. He's the second person that's ever scored 38,000 points. Of course, Kareem 
ended his career with 38,387. And, of course, he had 48 points last night. So he's well on his way to uh, 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 getting yep. ready to pass. Uh, yeah, we should see that in the next couple of months or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah. Something like that. So and, that's uh, the only other thing I know of. All right. Anybody else? Nope. Anything with uh, hockey, Robert? So next week we'll do the hockey standings, and I'm sure they'll be just as interesting as these and will surprise people because I was surprised to hear the record of the Seattle Kraken I asked after they beat the Bruins the other night, and they're, they're doing really well. And, yeah. you know, uh, matter of fact, Dave, uh, we'll talk about it more next week, but Dave, David Haxtall, their coach, the former Flyers coach, should be one of the leading candidates for Coach of the Year. Uh, he's done a tremendous job. But the only thing I can mention for hockey this week Alex Ovechkin uh, achieved 30 goals the other night, and it's his 17th consecutive season scoring at least 30 goals. And, of course, he's eventually going to pass Wayne Gretzky. So uh, that's the only major hockey note that I have currently, and we'll have more next week, I hope. We will. We'll do the whole standings, and then, and like I say, then we'll do like sort of a standings analysis for the other two weeks, and then get back to the standings the week five and six. So, and yeah, what we yeah. figure is, we'll do this up till about the middle of March when the NCAA gets started. Then we'll be down to the last month of the season, and we'll pay a little bit more attention each week to it. So, That's for playoff right. positioning and stuff like that. Okay, anything else that we have here for this week? I think nope. we're done. Nope. There you go, All Sean. Right, Sean. Uh-huh. Go for us. All right. Well, folks. Uh, you want to go back and hear any of this and see how we're wrong on this weekend on our picks or anything else, download the podcast at legendoldies.com or Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher or tell your smart speaker to play uh, Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast or 773-572-3006, option number nine. Don't forget about the Coffee Club tomorrow morning and all things radio Thursday afternoon. It will be back. No technical glitches, any of that, and come on back next week and as we get ready for the conference championships and who knows what other strange events happen in the wide world of sports. So see you then. Go Giants!